0: This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast... People don't realize how lost they are until they realize who Jesus is and what it's like to be found. And I just think about how many people in our world are lost but they don't even know. And God is calling us as His followers to help them, to kind of help them wake up to the reality that they're not only loved by God, but that He gave His life so that they might live But they need to give their lives. To him.
1: Well, thank you for listening to the Activate Podcast, uh, Ministry of Journey Church International. My name is Ryan, and I serve as uh, the Connections Pastor here at Journey. Today, our our Family Pastor Mike is joining us again, Mike. For those who have uh, heard you speak, they know you're you're passionate about learning and, and helping people grow in their faith. You you help lead a great team that pours into students and children at our church, and it's. It's why we have one of the finest really and most sincere next gen children' student ministries that there is, so thanks for your uh, leadership mike he th- He thinks I'm filling him full of baloney at the moment but i I really mean it uh you do a great job, and you guys have got a wonderful team so thanks, Ryan. uh we we've been in a series called Summer in the Psalms, and uh, you helped us understand psalm thirty four in a message you called Ambidextrous faith so Pastor Mike, you know, to set up Psalm 34, you explained the biblical account of David from 1 Samuel 21, where David is on the run from King Saul, and King Saul's trying to kill him. And at the beginning of the chapter, he actually lies to an Israelite priest, so he's not starting off real well when he's on the run here. And then he leaves there, and in this time of difficulty and distress, it seems that he runs straight to his enemy, the Philistines. Uh, Right? David and Goliath, he was a Philistine. It's like, what are you doing? So that's twice in difficulty that he's made a bad decision, lying and running into enemy territory. So let me make this right out of the gate, kind of practical for people at home. Mm -hmm. Why do we often, in our times of trouble, distress, run into enemy
0: territory and escape to sin? Well, Ryan, I... I think the easiest answer to that question, the first thought that came to my mind is that we're all sheep. (laughs) You know, we're all sheep in need of a shepherd. We're all sinners in need of a savior. And one of the things about sheep, if you know what sheep are like, is when a sheep gets spooked or when a sheep gets in an environment that's uncomfortable for them, oftentimes the first thing they do is just start running in whatever direction they're facing. And if that direction takes them right off a cliff, they run. Right off of a cliff. It runs them right into a bush. It runs them right into a bush. That's why, um, I think Jesus uses that we're sheep in need of a shepherd so often. And, you know, the enemy, Satan is actively seeking to destroy you. He's just seeking to destroy me. He's seeking to destroy every single person who's listening in our listening audience today. And, and one of the ways he does that is, man, he lies. He lies to us. And, uh, you know, if you believe one lie, It's easier to believe the next lie, and then the next one, and the next one. And before you know it, you're acting like a madman before a king. You're acting like, or you find yourself in a modern-day pig pen like you see in the story in Luke 15 with the story of the prodigal son.
1: This is one of those, sorry to interrupt, I'd like yeah. to see the video DVD
0: of this one. No kidding. When I get to heaven, this is going to be, <laughs> can I see Lord, David be a <laughs> can I see David frothing at the mouth and scratching the walls? Because that would be cool. Yeah. You know, the intent of the enemy is to entice us and then to destroy us. You know, I was thinking there was a really, really good preacher, maybe a year, year and a half ago, gave a message where he talked about how if the enemy can get a, a foothold in your life, and he, and you allow that foothold to go to seed, it becomes a stronghold, and that stronghold can chew you up and spit you out, yep. um, and and he won't let go. So, you know, to kind of answer your question again, um, I just think we're I just think we're easily deceived and we're easily enticed, Ryan. And the enemy will take whatever um, foothold he can get in our lives and just dig into it until he can destroy us.
1: And sometimes it's the easy way. Yeah. right? dealing with things is hard; mm-hmm. it can be painful. Uh, healing process is not easy. The scab, sometimes mm-hmm. it's really uncomfortable. So yeah, we, when we're in trouble and distress too often, we really do. We we can't sit there and go, what are you, what are you, a dummy, David? No. When we often do the very same thing in our times of struggle, struggle, instead of escaping to the Lord, we escaped a whole bag of Doritos. That's, you know, now I'm, what am, what am I doing? Or man? a pornography yeah, or, to, yeah, or something much be. worse. Right. And
0: by the way, that really great preacher who preached that message, that was you, Ryan. So, oh, just, man. What, so what we're kind of genius. <laughs> yeah. That was a genius stuff. So good.
1: Well, uh, he had gotten a lot of footholds in my past and, uh, there's one thing I, I want to try not to do in my life is allow that to happen again. So, mm. you know, you, you share a story about your son, Andy, right? Mm. Uh, we preachers often, our kids, you know, cringe at times when they hear stories about themselves. <laughs> yeah, Andy
0: says it's not a sermon for me unless he's in there somewhere. So Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my four kids usually makes it into most of mine, and they sometimes they love it and sometimes they cringe. But... You share a story about Andy and how he got lost as a kid, right? I'm sure mm-hmm. really a, a a freaky deal as a parent I can't imagine, but you share a powerful point uh, that I'll add to this. There are people in our lives who don't realize how lost they are until they come face to face with Jesus. First, tell us more about that story and secondly, when you're done kind of unpack this key statement about those mm-hmm. who don't who don't realize they're lost and in need of Jesus.
0: Well, yeah, it's an amazing story, Ryan. I, I shared it with the students in our student ministry a couple of weeks ago, so um, they'll get to hear it a third time if you're listening to this podcast. But um, there are some parts about the story that I left out. Um, one of the parts I left out in the message on Sunday was that when this when this happened, my wife was eight months pregnant with our third child. So Katie had, was almost two, and then she was pregnant with our son, Zach. And so she wasn't in the best place, if you can imagine, in life. And so um, she had asked me to um, go get – uh, Andy he had gone over to a neighbor's house to go see their new puppy, and they had a little girl who was the same age as Andy, and so he'd gone over there maybe at like three thirty or four o'clock and uh, It was about five thirty getting close to six or or so and um where we lived at the time, that was getting close to dark, so probably a half hour till dark and um yeah, uh when I went over there and uh, the little girl's mom said Andy's not here and neither is my daughter and neither is the puppy and my eyes got big and my heart started kind of churning a little, my stomach started churning a little bit and and we kind of went door to door and couldn't find him and uh so we ended up calling the uh the the, the police and the helicopter came out was coming out i mean it was crazy um but uh, as i shared in the message he and he and um his little friend liana with the puppy had um taken a walk without permission as a four-year-old all the way to a park called mountain view park which um is a mile and a half away from where we lived and he was in this park and it was by the time i figured out i kind of put my uh head into his head my brain into where would i go if i was a four-year-old i'd go to the park and i figured it out and i got there um I saw the two of them standing by a tree and the only reason they were standing by the tree is that the, the, the leash for the dog had gotten caught around the tree and there was no one else there to help them. So they were just standing there. And so when, when – and he really – I mean to be honest and I shared a little bit about, bit about this in the message. He really didn't even realize he was lost. He was just at the park. And I mean we're talking – it's 10 minutes from dark and I can hear the helicopter flying around and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, my, there's going to be an Amber Alert for my son you know, and this other little girl. And, uh, um, but when his eyes – when my eyes and his eyes met and he realized um, what could have happened to him when he saw my face and his face and he just turned white, I mean it was like he melted. It was like he just fell apart. And I kind of to be honest, fell apart too yeah. um, but so so, when that happened, it just, and then I was think, putting this message together, and I was thinking about that story i just I, it was like the, I feel like the Lord just kind of gave me that thought as people don 't realize how lost they are until they realize who Jesus is and what it 's like to be found, yeah. you know, and I just think about how many people in our world are lost, but they don 't even know it, yep. and God is calling us as his followers to help them to kind of help them wake up to the reality that they're not only loved by God, but that he gave his life so that they might live, but they need to give their lives to him. You know, I think it's, if, you know, you think about illustrations of things that happen in your life, I think it's and hopefully it's the only time something like that will ever happen yeah. in my life. But I think it's one of the most powerful kind of real life examples of kind of a, the father's love for his lost sheep that I've experienced personally in my life where I got to be kind of part of a rescue. So, yeah, so... Um, Again, the question I asked in the message: How many people um, that you know are lost, but don't even know it until you shine the light of how lost they are? It's yep. so important. That's the mission that God has called us to do as a, as fathers of His, and mission the mission that He's called us to have as a church that's seeking to help people far from God become passionate Christians who make a difference in the world,
1: and getting to be a part of. Helping them understand their need for Jesus, and that that doesn't come in telling them everything they've done wrong, right? That that's nope. not how we do it. That's not yeah. that's that's God's job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Mm-hmm. It's but the how, kindness
0: of God that leads people to repentance, it as it is. says in Romans two. Yeah.
1: And how thankful they are after they kind of spiritually wake up and realize, "Wow, I'm so I'm so thankful for you," mm-hmm. right? They may mention your name in a baptism. They may mention it in a testimony to someone, but it's it's really a blessing to get to be a part of helping someone understand their need for Christ and then lovingly pointing them to Jesus so mm-hmm. um as uh as pastor Christian asked, you know, he asked you and I, I'll be preaching in a few weeks as he asked what psalm do you want to preach on? You were you were cl- uh, quick to select psalm 34. So mm-hmm. what what's the significance of psalm 34 in your life?
0: Man, there's so many things about this psalm that are so significant. I just in um I love the backstory to the Psalm, as I shared in the message about David pretending he was insane before King Achish, um, the king of the Philistines, Philistines then. And, um, I love, I love Psalms that have backstories and that, that when you can kind of learn the context of it. I love how, um, how thankful David is that God rescued him. I love how, uh, David tells kind of through the middle of that, uh, the early the early middle of that uh, that chapter, how he tells kind of his story. And I'll get to that in just a second. And then I love that in the second half of the chapter, how he kind of gives some instructions on what it means to walk with God, the, all the things I unpacked in the message. I just feel like it's a, it's just a beautiful picture of the gospel. It just points to Jesus so well. And kind of the key verse of the whole chapter in, in my mind and my heart, and one of my life verses, Ryan, is verse 6 that says this poor man called, and the Lord heard Him, and He saved him out of all his troubles and I remember the first time i the Lord got my attention um reading that verse i just couldn 't I just couldn't get past verse six i just couldn 't get over it, thinking about my own story and my own um, background. I did not grow up in the church like you. I did not grow up in the church and my father died when I was young. And it was just my mom, my brother and I, and my mom had turned to alcohol and to just to cope with the loss of her husband and my dad. And, um, life was really hard for us through those first 10 years of my life. And, uh, and then when God in his grace just reached into my life and through a series of events, um, placed us in a great church where I came to know Jesus, And uh, then just began to see God kind of incrementally work in my life and then begin to work through my life. I, I just, one of my prayers I pray is that I'll never get over the gospel, that I'll never get over the fact that this poor man pointing to myself, that I called and the Lord heard me and he saved me out of all my troubles. I just never want to get over that. I never want to take that for granted. I never want to live a day of my life, not grateful for what Jesus did. For me, and so um, you know, and I, I think about the listeners that are listening to this podcast right now. You know, the, it's not just me who's this that poor man who called, but if you're a follower of Jesus, it's you too. And may we never recover from the beautiful truth that Jesus loves us and that Jesus gave His life so that we might live. I just and 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 when Pastor Christian asked me which Psalm, I just felt Psalm thirty-four, Psalm thirty-four, Psalm thirty-four, because it's just a message that I I. I believe that we need to hear all the time. It's why the Apostle Paul in every one of his epistles brings the gospel. Those people are already Christians. Do they need the gospel? Yes, they do. (laughs) They do. We always need to be reminded of the gospel. And like David, um, he made mistakes like we make mistakes. But man, the beautiful thing about the life of David is he always lands in a place of this poor man called. And he heard me. Thank God. And he saved me from all my troubles. That's why I love King David so much.
1: You know, it's—I don't want to say it's more fun, but it can be when you're preaching a text that is really meaningful to your heart. You find yourself really invigorated getting to share not only the truth of it to people, but mm-hmm. how it impacted your life. So thanks for doing that, as you shared from mm-hmm. from Psalm 34. You share the theme, your message, uh, Ambidextrous Faith. Um, you know, obviously, you kind of talk about various athletes uh, who are ambidextrous. Uh, so in, in just a, a quick summary, can you explain the, kind of this concept and how it unfolds in David's life?
0: Yeah, I am. Um... An ambidextrous faith, I was reading a book uh, years ago by Philip Yancey, and he quoted someone who ta- who used that word ambidextrous to describe their faith. And it just always stuck with me. The book was called Reaching for the Invisible God. It's not one of my nerd Okay, is this one of those We'll get to that in a minute. I got a couple of those too. <laughs> but uh, um, an ambidextrous faith, basically what I mean by that is an ambidextrous person can use their right or their left hand, their right or their left foot equally as well. So you can swing a bat, swing a golf club, right, kick, whatever – um, equally as well with either, either hand or either foot. So that's kind of what an ambidextrous person does. And, and uh, the image that I kind of w- tried to paint a picture for um, through the message was an ambidextrous faith welcomes blessings on one hand, and then, but also welcomes difficulties on the other hand, and they're convinced that both kind of work together to serve God's purpose for your life. Nobody's life is just full of blessings only. That would kind of lead to a complacent faith, you know, a faith that kind of feels entitled. And then when trials and, as I said, the message, as when trials and hard times come, they don't know how to handle them because they don't have a like a frame for them. But so, you know, on the other hand, if someone who only experiences difficulty but never experiences the blessing of God, man, that's a miserable yeah. way to live. So, um, you know, I think of Romans eight twenty eight where this Paul writes that God. In all things, God works to, God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. It's not just the blessings. It's not just the difficulties. It's both of them working together in a ambidextrous faith. This basically means someone who kind of lives in the tension of both the blessing and the challenge and can walk with God in the midst of them. So, um, so yeah. Well, and I think
1: on this uh, planet, there are lefties. There are righties. Yeah. And I don't mean political parties, but there are those two. <laughs> There's those two. There are those two. Um, but, right, I happen to be left-handed. Uh-huh. I'm probably a bit ambidextrous uh, when it comes to athletic things. But it sounds like, through listening, that we should have this type of a heart. We should strive to have an ambidextrous faith, to mm-hmm. be able to glorify God in the blessings and be able to glorify God in the yeah. difficulties. That's the kind of faith God wants us mm-hmm. to have, and that's what David mm-hmm. demonstrates. So mm-hmm. I certainly get the picture that you're painting uh, through uh, through this. Um, in in part of your your message, uh, you reference verses 11 through 14 of Psalm 34, and, and you lay out three kind of vital keys to, to live like Jesus. And one of our leadership values is becoming more like Jesus, right? We want all of our leaders, staff, volunteers, et cetera, to have one of those seven to be becoming more like Jesus. So in today's culture, why, why are these three keys important for people to live?
0: Yeah, I appreciate the question. Um, those three keys, just a kind of quick review or to, number one, watch your mouth. He says, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies, To to do what's right, um, and then to live at peace, live peacefully with other people. And those are the three keys that, that David lines out in, at the end of, towards the end of Psalm 34 there. And I think the reason they're so important is because the world is watching. Um, they're watching us. And I, I don't think the world expects us as followers of Jesus to be perfect, but it does expect us, they do expect us to be authentic. Yeah. Um, they expect us to be real. And when we make a mistake to own it and when we um, screw up with whatever it would be um, that we would, we would admit that we were wrong, you know? And, you know, and we, we talked about this just yesterday, Ryan, we talked about, we were talking about the watch your mouth part of the message and talked about um, followers of Jesus who use language that's crass and that's inappropriate. And just how that kind of, it's almost becoming normative or expected or just not something that's that unusual. And that's, that's unfortunate to me because um, the world is watching us to live like Jesus, as, as the value says, not to live like the world and, but to call ourselves Christians, you know, and, uh, you know, whether it's the, the language we use or whether it's the, the things we post, that's why I kind of reminded the church, yes, um, in the message about, about what Pastor Christian said a few weeks ago when he said, pray before you post. I kind of reemphasized that again in the message because the world should expect better of the church, honestly. You yeah. Know?
1: I mean, as a, as a college, kid, as a fraternity guy, you know, you would have said, and and my girlfriend at the time, now my wife said, you, you cuss like a sailor. Mm. And I did. I, I wasn't walking with Jesus. But it was one of the first things God worked on in my life because I mm. I didn't want to be known as someone that cussed like a sailor. I wanted to be known as someone who lived like Jesus. Right, right. And so I think if we're a Christian and we just, ah, I cuss like a sailor, that's yeah. fine. That's yeah. no he sh- he should own all of us right. right it doesn't mean we don't occasionally slip we hit our hand on a hammer but hopefully what's coming out is is not the big daddy or or you know one of those <laughs> other four letter words hopefully it's <laughs> The big daddy, I love it. <laughs> you know, uh, ho- hopefully what's coming out of us is what we've been putting into us. God's word and, you know, not that frustration and, you know, maybe a little righteous anger did not come out. But mm-hmm. at the same time, yes, um, yeah. I remember growing up and having to put my mouth around a bar of soap a couple of times. Yeah, we talked right? about that. I don't that, know the how message, often yeah. that happens these days. Mm-hmm. Um, these days, who knows? You may get in trouble for that. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, but nothing like a, a bar Non-toxic of dial, soap, or, yeah. yeah, nothing like a bar a dial or ivory spring to remind you of what not to say. Yeah. Um, I had a babysitter do that once, and my mom. But, uh, anyways, uh, th- I appreciate you you sharing those because you know, again, from an activate perspective, we yeah. want our messages from the pulpit. Right. We want from this podcast, yeah. to give people some tools. Mm-hmm. How could I this week to activate yeah. it? Maybe, maybe it's you, maybe one of those three yeah. the Lord's speaking to you about, and uh, and you can work yeah. on it.
0: And I kind of picture David, Ryan, in this when he, as he's writing this, going, I wish I would have you know, did what God I said. I, the- I wish I would have been doing what I am writing about in this psalm. I wish I would have been living like this yeah. when I was acting like a moron before the king. Yeah,
1: really, his his faith was not so much that God's going to protect me in this moment. It's I'm going to act like a total crazed maniac and just hope my craziness scares them off instead of— Just foolish. Because it's the same guy, wrote, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. So different times in his life, his faith was stronger. And in this moment, which we all have, Mm -hmm. at at moments I I really know God's with me no matter what. And other times I'm I'm wondering, are you there? Mm. So— all right, so last question. Um, the last time we did a podcast, uh, I think I joked about maybe it was your your Twitter Twitter handle or uh, Instagram, and you were talking about books that you you gave us your list of books, and I said, you know, where do we find you hashtag Nerdherd. And so, no offense. Welcome it, to my life. Yeah. Yes. So, so my last Nerdherd question is uh, just because I think a lot of people enjoyed some of the books uh, that have been impacting you. I know you're a reader. I know you're a learner. Uh, I am trying to do much more of that in my life as well. What books or uh, what book are you reading? Uh, Any recommendations of a book that's challenged you or you're enjoying?
0: Thank you very much for this question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So one book I'm going to mention is I think a book you would love. Anybody who loves history would love. Um, Just a few weeks ago, um, and the reason I, I read this book is because I've been thinking a lot about our country and just in the midst of all the tension and the conflict, I I just was thinking about you know the United States and who we are. And so I um, was – I talked to my brother and he recommended a book to me and I read it. It's called uh, Rise to Rebellion by Jeff Shara, S-H-A-A-R-A. Um, and it's kind of – he writes it as a novel from the perspective of some of the guys that were there at the time, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, um, Thomas Gage, the – general of the british army and some other guys um and it's just the story of about it starts about 20 years before the revolutionary war and goes through the revolutionary war and then there's a book that that follows it as well that i'm getting ready to start but i just loved it i just loved reading about these real life men and women who were just unbelievable um just unbelievable leaders sacrificed so much for a country and i just loved it. it's called rise to rebellion um in the Christian world, uh, I just started uh, last week a book that uh, was actually recommended through a Craig Rochelle podcast called Leadership Pain by uh, Dr. Samuel Chand, his C-H-A-N-D. And I have loved this book, Ryan. He talks about your ability to grow as a leader has everything to do with your ability to tolerate and live with pain and live with difficult circumstances.
1: Not anything we want to experience.
0: No, it's just part of the deal. And you can't run from challenges. You can't run from from tough situations, you can't run from pain if you want to be the leader God's called you to be. Which is another reason to remember, audience, to pray daily for our lead pastor, yeah, because he has to deal with a lot of challenging situations, including his pastoral staff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's <laughs> so and then deal with us. One last thing: I, I've listened to. There's a podcast of people are more podcasters than readers. Um, I've been listening to a podcast podcast called Presidential. That is. Again, it's about the kind of the founding of our country. There's one podcast per president, so I'm up to Theodore Roosevelt, so I'm about halfway there, a little over halfway there. And it's about 30 minutes per president, and it is so well done and so fun. Good. So, yeah. I love history, so I need to check that out. Good stuff. Well,
1: thank you, Pastor Mike. I really enjoyed hearing your heart again. I love hearing your story. I know you've shared it uh, in the past about growing up. having your dad pass and growing up with a single mom. And I know you've got great respect for her. And uh, so thank you for, for sharing your heart on the podcast. You're thank welcome. you for those who are listening today uh, from wherever uh, you are around the world, tuning in. Be sure to tune in on Sunday or come in person, right? We've got services at 8, 9, 30, or 11. Or you can find us on Facebook Live on YouTube the jci app or of course on our church website take the cc. we'd always love to hear from you we love if you have a question that we can answer on the podcast uh, or you want to just share a great story with us about how god's worked in your life through the podcast that would sure be great or if you would like to share this podcast i would really um, be blessed to know that you found it uh, helpful and you shared it with some friends. You can email us at activate at takethejourney.cc, but otherwise we look forward to catching you next time on the Activate podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active.
0: Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.